I'm Sharon Betters. Thank you so much for joining us on our Daily Treasure podcast and in particular, A Pilgrimage Fueled by Hope. We are in our next to the last week of this series and we are talking about Jehoshaphat, who is one of my favorite Bible characters. Today's devotional is called Disaster Comes and today's treasure is from 2 Chronicles 20, verses three through four. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Jehoshaphat follows the call of God in 1 Chronicles 7.14. He reacts to his sin and Jehu's exhortation with humility rather than arrogance and pride. His first steps indicate that the king recognized the root cause of his sin was a neglect of God's word that led to independence from God. He commissions teachers, priests, and judges to teach God's law with genuine hearts of faith. All feels right with the world, but God's enemies don't take a vacation and King Jehoshaphat receives news that strikes fear into his heart. Now remember, this king has an army of over one million mighty fighting men. He has fortified the walls around his kingdom. He has taken on the huge task of calling God's people back to a genuine relationship to him. Yet this news terrifies him. Previously, Jehoshaphat entered into alliances with immoral kings, concluding God's protection was not enough. What will Jehoshaphat's response be to this impending disaster? First Chronicles 20 verses 1 through 3a says, After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, and with them some of the Meunites, came against Jehoshaphat for battle. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea, and behold, they are in Hazan Tamar, that is, in Gedi. Jehoshaphat was afraid. Of course he was afraid. Three enemy nations formed an alliance and assembled their armies to take down King Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah. If they succeeded, the people depending on Jehoshaphat to protect them faced death, maiming, and slavery. Judah would be no more. Would fear drive Jehoshaphat to seeking help outside of God? Or would he by faith humble himself and cry out to God for help? We read his response in 2 Chronicles 20, verses 3b through 4. Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Jehoshaphat humbles himself and seeks the Lord. The fruit of Jehoshaphat's past humility and his commitment to lead the people in genuine worship and the transformation of their hearts by God's love bears enormous fruit. Instead of sending out an SOS to other kings, Jehoshaphat turns to the Lord and then to the covenant family. His time with God leads him to proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. Judah followed the king's example and they assembled to seek help from the Lord. From the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Let's camp out in this terrifying yet sacred moment in the history of God's people. 
the people of Judah trusted Jehoshaphat so much that instead of staying home to shore up their own towns, they gathered as one people. Friends, this is not a small crowd. One million fighting men have families, mothers, fathers, wives, brothers, sisters, sons, daughters, and babies. Second Chronicles 20 verse 13 tells us, Meanwhile, all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. This huge crowd unites in their commitment to worship and depend on their God. As one, they gather and seek help from the Lord with hearts of humility. Imagine the eerie silence as King Jehoshaphat steps forward, each of his people leaning forward a little bit more, soothing whimpering babies, arms wrapped around sons and daughters a little tighter, young men and women holding on to their elderly grandparents, tears streaming down some faces, some trembling with fear, all hopeful that the king has God's wisdom. What a beautiful picture of covenant community. As one, they stood on the firm foundation of God's law, expecting God to direct their steps against this fearsome enemy. Are you facing a terrorizing enemy today? Social media keeps me connected to dear friends, and I watch as they share their painful journeys. They don't know what to do. So they ask those who love Jesus to unite in prayer for them. Friends, when disaster strikes, what is your default mode? One of God's most precious gifts to his people is the priceless treasure of community. It's in community that we can link arms and bring to God those places where we don't know what to do. Do you have a circle of friends or a church where you can run for prayer when there seems to be no other hope? And oh, Father, each of us will face a day or days when we get news about an enemy so fierce that our hearts will clench with fear. It might be a terrifying diagnosis, news of betrayal, a prodigal child's choices, a loved one struggling with drug addiction, losing a job, and realizing we are one paycheck away from losing our homes. Oh Lord, we don't know what to do, so our eyes are fixed on you. May you remind us that we don't have to walk this pathway alone. Strengthen us through our covenant community when we link arms and seek you through prayer. Well, friends, it's the middle of the week, and I don't know about you, but it's been a busy week for me, and I have a feeling it has been for you too. But I hope that you're taking time to feed your soul, not only with daily treasure, but by hearing the stories of people who are ahead of you in life's journey. And one of the ways that you can do that is through a Help and Hope podcast. Our vision is to talk with people who are ahead of us in the broken places of life in particular, those really hard, painful places, and to get a glimpse of how God met them in their suffering. And today I want to tell you about Vanitha Reisner. I have loved getting to know Vanitha through her books, through conversations with her. She was a guest this past summer on our Beyond the Book special series. And just hearing from Vanitha, every time I hear from her, I am encouraged. And in this particular conversation, Vanitha talks to us about how God meets us in suffering. Vanitha had 21 surgeries by the time she was 13 years old. She spent years in the hospital. She experienced verbal and physical bullying from schoolmates, and she suffered multiple miscarriages. 
Not only that, she suffered the death of her son through a medical mistake. She has a debilitating progressive disease. I, I could just go on and on. I feel as though I don't know very many people who have experienced the kind of suffering that Benita has. And yet she is passionate about offering the gospel to others, about coming alongside of broken people. And while she cannot do that physically the way that she would love to, she does it through her books, she does it through speaking, and she does it through conversations like this. So go to helpandhopenow.org and check out How Does God Meet Us in Suffering by Vanitha Reisner. Just click the Help and Hope link and look in the menu and look for Vanitha's conversation with me. I'm Sharon Betters, and I look forward to being with you tomorrow.